Ring, 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 ring. Hey, buddy. Hey, Hawes. Welcome back. Back to life. Back to reality. Do you mean to America or to Earth? Um, whichever, you know, whichever you prefer, I guess. <laughs> well, Hawes, we're, we're catching up on episode six, the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi, because... I, I just simply didn't have a spare minute when you would be awake. Right. You're right. Yeah, you were a busy dude. Dodging yeah. ladder permits. Oh, dude, the ladder permit. Bringing me down. But whenever, like, because, you know, often when I'm really busy, I'm just like, oh, we'll do it when I'm driving. But whenever I was driving, you would be asleep. Right. But... To refresh, I told you I was going to re-watch it today, the finale. Yes, and I did as well. Well, I didn't. Oh. But I edited my reaction to the finale. Okay. Okay, that's just as good, I think. No, it is way better. <laughs> okay. Because so much has happened. I've been like so busy that like going to see Kenobi, the finale, just seems like it was a year ago. And so to rewatch my reaction and edit it, it just, I was like, God, I had a good time watching this. Like I, I am super biased because, <laughs> you know, at the, I posted my video today and before I actually start watching the episode, I'm like, well, if I'm in it, I'm going to love it either way, you guys. So mm -hmm. whatever happens. But so I had given up my heart and soul. I was very open to anything that happened. And I, I just had such a good time. I, I bowled my eyes out. Oh, my during, God. Did I during, ever. During several bits. I've, um, I've got one, two. I've got, I feel like I've got two... Um, notes mm -hmm. that I can think of up front that I'd say, hey, let's just do this bit again. So minor things, like little minor details. Choices. Yeah, 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 I gotcha. One of them's actually like, it, it, canonically, it doesn't make sense. Okay, what's that? That Reaver's lightsaber's back together again. Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. That's a weird continuity er error. I guess she had a spare. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it's pretty blatant, I think. It was very wow. confusing. Because I think she got it back in the last episode. Like, like she just picked it up and it was normal again. Uh, I'll have to go look. That's interesting. That's a bit of a blunder. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, she could have just had the... Um, like, because Darth Vader cuts it in half. Right. She could have just had it um, in half. She could have had both halves mm -hmm. and, and, and stalked Luke. Terrifying, I've got to tell you. Um, and, 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 and I'm definitely aware that uh, he makes it through okay, but I, I was quite um, I was quite concerned for my little dude. Yeah, the, your dude that you were just hanging out with a few minutes before. Yeah, that guy from work, that kid. Buddy, Bring your kid to, to to work day. You know, I knew you were going to show up, right? Like I didn't know because you told me, but I knew because of how cagey. You were every time I would bring up, well, he's got to go back to Tatooine sometime. <laughs> and you'd be like, mm, I don't know, he might. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's going to be in it again, I can tell. And then <laughs> that morning I woke up to go to work and I saw that you had DM'd something. And I was like, not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, wait. Okay, oh, so, yeah, because you don't get to watch it till later on, huh? Yeah, because I'm a new job. I don't get to stay up late and watch, the, watch them right when they come out anymore. Well, well, I, I, I apologize. Oh, um, I, you didn't ruin anything, my dude. I didn't look. I knew better. 
I have a social media policy with these Star Wars shows that I can't stay up till 2 a.m. and watch them. You have to. Yeah, I, like absolutely. You, you, like, you just have to, like, yeah, you shouldn't have to, but it's like, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to not do it. It's so hard. It is. I, it's, it's, it gets me the most with wrestling because I, I don't get to watch it live. But once the show is live that I want to watch, I've got to um, just not go online. Or sometimes I like block the key people that I follow that are wrestling, depending on the the importance of, of the, the event. event. Yeah. So I, you know how the episode kicks off with Reva um, confronting that water merchant on Tatooine. Buddy, you should have seen me looking all over that scene i was like oh this is the scene he's gonna be in i know like and then it didn't happen i was like oh weird and then sure enough here comes your old buddy joel edgerton with little luke skywalker going into the space 7-eleven and who do i i spot like this time i spotted you without the assistance oh no way really yeah yeah because i like i have that outfit in burned into my brain now is oh holy shit that's my friend steel so I'm sitting there watching, and I was like, it's like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You know what I'm talking about, where he's pointing at the TV? That was me. (laughs) And then, like, it didn't even hit me at first. Like, I was sitting there watching it and, you know, so engrossed and stuff. And then I was just like, at some point it dawned on me, right? Like, all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there, and I was like, holy shit. He was in a scene with Luke. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. And trust me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It took strategy to get in that shot. I was going to ask, like, were you poking around and being like, oh, I just got to be in right place, right time, being, being um, being in the shot with little Luke? I knew where the camera was going to be. Oh, yeah. Watching them set up and stuff, I bet. And so some shopping needed to be done. Because there was um, they filmed um, two shots, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe a bit more. But there was a, they filmed um, from outside as well mm-hmm. of him walking in. And, and the whole town, there was like a whole, like, um, I don't know, like 60-foot amount of town that was active. For those two shots. Right. And, and, and the one that was outside didn't even get used. But, yeah, it's crazy um, that, like, from behind that wall where they walk in, there's, like, 40 or 50 extras going about their Tatooine business. Right. So let me ask you this. Now that it's all said and done, right, we've seen all the episodes, did you see any scenes being filmed that weren't in the final product. Like, even if it was just small stuff or, or little bits of dialogue or anything, can you remember seeing anything get filmed that didn't make it in? Uh, I... Mm, nothing comes to mind. There's certainly, like, shots in the scenes. Yeah, different angles in. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so you sort of live each scene, like, you know... 15 times right. or something because they film the one shot a few times and they change, you know, to go to the reverse angle and then to get, um, you know, another one to get coverage. coverage. I don't want to da- dazzle you with um, all these Hollywood terms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I did. This is funny. I So I was there that day when the guy, the fishmonger, went and got the water. Uh-huh. Like, so I, I was walking through that scene. And also there was the scene with Luke. And 
I thought they were cut out of the first episode. Oh, so so you didn't even know until the last episode that Well, no. As it as I thought about it because I was like, well they've left the planet. Right. So, you know, Reva's gone. And then I was um talking to someone at celebration and they asked me if there was any scenes that weren't in it. And I went, Oh, I don't want to say anything because, um, you know, they might still come out, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't really see how. And as I said, I went, Oh, ah, oh, I gotcha. She goes back. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then, uh, Knocks the water out of the hand. That's super interesting, right? Because, you know, with it being one director handling the whole thing, I imagine, you know, they shot it like a giant movie, right? Like, so they shot all the Tatooine stuff around the same time, right? And then, like, moved on to, you know... Uh, They actually filmed um, a bunch of the early Tatooine stuff, like, earlier. Oh, okay. Like in March, like all that, the fishmongering stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's a scene where all three Inquisitors turn up on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't there for that. That was like in March or something. Because I never saw the Grand Inquisitor in real life. I gotcha. Okay. But I saw the other two like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, they, you, you would think that, but they actually did film um, that early stuff. But on that set, which was like a new set to Star Wars, they had like a lot of caves and then well, they had like the actual caves made out of foam mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan would go in there and stuff. There was like two different cave sets. And then there was the set of the village where... Um, on the planet where the lady was the double agent. Yes. On Jabim. Yeah, right. You know how they, he goes into the house and then there's a secret room and stuff. Oh, no. What was that place? Mapuzo? Yeah. And yeah. there's the, like, the, and that was the one where the, the fire, like, suddenly, um, it, it's really scary. No mm-hmm. one can get through fire. Um, that, that village was there as well. So they could have, like, filmed and then, still use that space because it was so big but um yeah so i thought i was just filming the finale but um they filmed that whole hand thing and a few extra things and so i have no idea if they redid that or added that later or um they just had planned to film it later on but um there i was let me ask you this like you said it was like august of last year Mm -hmm. so did they shut down production for a little while? Or, I mean, I, re- I realize they go for quite a long while, but, like, March to August, and they surely shot well past August. Or were you there towards no, the we, end of it? This was the end. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that makes so, sense. So then I know they did a lot of filming in that time, like, in the, the, the volume. volume. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they they actually yeah did film it pretty chronologically when um, you think about it, except for those few extra scenes that they filmed in Tatooine. Yeah, that got shifted to the first episode, like stuff that they filmed later that was for the first episode, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was uh, just like, we'll talk about the episode in a second, mm-hmm. but um, I, I the day. That Luke was on on set. Pause. Oh my goodness! So they do like the run throughs with the extra. I mean, with the um, stand ins, right? So if you're like, if you're an actor, I think pretty much that has a speaking role, mm-hmm. then you'll have a stand in for when they set up all the shots mm-hmm. because I guess they want you thinking about your lines and you've got better things to do and all that sort of good stuff, right? But so the the um, Joel Edgerton extras there with a little person and I'm just like, oh, sweet. There's going to be like a Jawa or a creature that's going to be, you know, that's going to be really cool to see. And then 
when they go to shoot, like both walking out in sunglasses in their Tatooine garb. Oh my god, Joel Edgerton, and um, his name just totally eludes me now. But Garrett uh, something Feely is his surname Feely? Maybe yeah. Um. Oh man, that's. I'll look it up while you we tell the story. Okay. Um, yeah, they're both standing there in sunglasses, and I'm standing where I, I'm starting my chat with mm-hmm. with, with the um, my other backgrounder, and I just went, oh my, oh, oh my god, <laughs> Luke Skywalker's just over there, and we're just here on Tatooine, and the guy goes, are you about to cry? And I'm just like, I'm already crying. This is pretty gnarly. It just was so full on. Buddy, that's awesome. What a good story. So you had no idea, right? Like, So when you were there on set, you had no idea that Luke was going to be part of it. No, I wish. Because like the the house was there. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there was always a chance. I, I'm more expected to see um, Bonnie Pessy. Did you ever run into her? No, probably not, huh? Nah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so it was just, like, I, I, like I thought, like, the first day, it was like, oh, nothing can top that. That's just the best. Grant Feely is the name. Grant, yeah. that's it. Um. But yeah, when he came out, um, it was a staggering. And to see like Deborah Chow like give him direction, like just look around at everything, like just you know, you just you can't look at enough stuff. And it's like, oh my god, that is so much how a little kid acts. Yep, it's just like I, I need to look at everything right now. I need to touch it all. Like um, I, I just on, a, on another note. Um, I felt like, especially with Princess Leia, but but also with um with Grant, um, that the the child acting in this series is the best ever that Star Wars has had, uh, by far, right? Like all all respect to Sindel, and and our boy Jake, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Kidster and Wald. Well, I'm sure I think Wald was Warwick Davis actually, so not a child. No, but um. Yeah, some of her like reaction shots in the uh, in the finale were just um, oh my goodness, just just like so endearing, like in just in insane. Hawes, um, what did you think of the whole thing? I've I've just talked. I loved it, buddy. I loved it. It's as a whole, the series is probably you know pretty far up there as one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars content. And I fully admit, like, seeing two of my really good friends, you and Corey, in the show definitely helps with that, you know? Like, from now until whenever this fucking ride ends, when I think of that show, I'll be like, that's the one that fucking Steele and Corey are in. And I'll remember, like, watching it and you guys messing with me while y'all were at Celebration and just waiting for me to finish it. And then the minute I let somebody know that I finished it, I get a text from King Tom that's just a picture of the TV with you on it. And I was like, what? What is <gasps> Like, that's one of those things. Like, I will never forget that. Um, and, 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 like, besides that, overall, it's very, very good. And the quality of that finale is insane. It is insane, dude. Like. Yeah. I, like, I am always fascinated with. Like, you know, up, up front, I'm biased. But then um, I'm always fascinated with sort of, like, re- I know they're just coming from a normal place, contrarian opinions. Um, like on the, the, the Canto Bite Dispatch with mm-hmm. um, Emily and Brittany. Like, they sort of, like, rail on it pretty heavily. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I see where you come from. I see that point of view. But um, I was just with it. Like, uh, and, and, and it was, finish. and like at the end, like the hello there, loved it. Like, I like I was just I was in tears 
mega popping. And then those two are just like disgusted. I wanted like, just like I, I vomit in my mouth and it's like, it's just so interesting. But, um, I, uh, yeah, difference opinion of opinion for sure on that moment because from the moment that uh, Obi Wan showed up and and like I was already getting a little misty when he's just talking to Owen and then when he goes to leave and Owen's like, "Hey Ben, you want to meet him?" Oh, it was over for me at that point, buddy. And done, then, done, done. And then like he's walking up to him with the toy in the bag and I wasn't even expecting the hello there at this point, like. You know, every episode I'm expecting it to happen, right? Because um, I, I felt like they would have to embrace the meme at some point. And then for them to turn it around and not make it a meme, make it like a real sort of heartwarming moment, I was like, golly, man. And and like I was already a wreck at this point because you had the scene with Obi-Wan and Leia um, on Alderaan wrecked me wrecked me buddy now this is my biggest critique of the episode okay there was a very sort of off reaction in this scene that they went for one pop but if they thought it out a bit more they could have gone got double pop they skipped one when Obi-Wan comes down the stairs, mm-hmm. Leia should go, Ben, and run up and hug him and then get the double pop of his Lola. Uh, so they, they like, they didn't, they combined them is what you're saying. They should have separated well, them sl- slightly. She didn't even acknowledge Ben. Right. right. She just went, Lola, because Lola floated out almost straight after. Mm-hmm. And then there was no, like, she's just, she, like, was thinking he might be dead. Right. And I just feel like that was the episode's Leia walking past Chewie. I gotcha. Yeah, she, we're learning that this character has, um, you know. Uh, mixed reactions to important scenes, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) And to important events. Um. Yeah, I I can't do that. I just go, yeah, should have should have had different direction on that scene. Oh, I'm not I'm not legitimately using that as an. Excuse. It's the Wookie morning process. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Wookie morning process. Um, so uh, I'll be honest. Like at the beginning when he left, I was like, oh man, like I don't know if I like that being their parting moments because I never considered them seeing each other again, you know, until a new hope. Right. Like, so I was like, ah, it's kind of a bummer, but I get it. Like, what are you going to do? Like you have to separate them in this moment. Obi-Wan has to draw Vader's attention away from all these people. So I get it. It's just kind of a bummer that that's their last moment together. And little did I expect the moment that we would get, you know, not too far down the road between the two of them. And like, yeah, Sure. I, I I loved how um they had the concurrent like stressed out scenes mm-hmm. of um Darth Vader fighting Obi Wan and then the Lazas <laughs> fighting Reva and they were cutting back and forth mm-hmm. and I was so caught up in the tension of both scenes and we know um like what would it be five of the six people involved are going to be fine right right but it didn't matter like that's how to me that's sort of a testament right to this series like you know how many of these people are going to be completely fine and it still managed to create some tension like that's pretty impressive pretty damn impressive i feel like in some ways they did a better job of that than some of the moments in the prequels, right? Because you go into the prequels and you kind of know how the story ends. You don't know the particulars of it, right? But you know, like, okay, Anakin's going to become <clears throat> Darth Vader. Luke and Leia are going to be split up and hidden. Obi-Wan's going to go to Tatooine. Yoga- Yoda's going to go to Dagobah. But, like, the way they managed to pull it off where 
even though you know Luke's going to be fine, Obi-Wan, the Larses, all these people are going to be fine. It still worked really well, I thought. Pause. Yes. George Lucas. My man. He made episode one mm-hmm. when Anakin Skywalker was nine years old or wherever he was. Nine. You're right there. And then he jumped forward 10 years mm-hmm. and did two films. Right. Would he have been better off starting him at Attack of the Clones, doing Revenge of the Sith, then jumping forward 10 years to have the the, the, the extra confrontation of Obi-Wan oh. and Anakin? Oh, you know what, buddy? You just fucking created a new machete order for me to check out the next time I have a chance. <laughs> like, watch watch Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and Obi-Wan as the prequel trilogy? That's a really good idea. <clears throat> well, what about, have you checked out that, I, I know there's a, a movie going around... Uh, like a two and a half hour Kenobi movie. I haven't seen that. And partially uh, I don't want to because ever since you brought it up, I've been slowly but surely trying to assemble the book of Boba Fett in chronological order. You remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. And, and it's quite a undertaking because it's, you know, I'm, I'm not the most adept video editor. I can make stupid little star Wars and Jean-Claude Van Damme memes every now and then, but, it's it's quite the undertaking. It's slow work. Um, but yeah, I, so speaking of watching it as a movie, you got to go see it at the IMAX. How was that experience? How did it see? Because like, you know, for the most part, we watch these on just like our TVs and stuff. How did it feel presented almost like a full-on Star Wars movie? Well, we got to see five and six. Okay. So um, this was like a, a special event that Disney had in uh, Melbourne at Melbourne IMAX that I just, through happenstance, was um, back for. So uh, organized some tickets and, and, and got some homies in. So that was, uh, that was super fun. And, um, you know, they had a nice little thing out the front with you get a photo of Darth Vader with a background and they had this like... Darth Vader helmet made out of lasers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this sculpture, and these two big lightsabers you'd walk into, and um, you know they uh, dished out the uh, complimentary popcorn and soft drink. Sure, and we each got a figure, a Black Series like uh, archive figure, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Those are the re-releases of popular figures. Yep, yep. And so I, I got a Kenobi, so I was very happy. Okay, cool. Uh, um, so that's going in the. Uh, on the little uh, the mantle piece to mm-hmm. remember the good times. Um, oh, hey, um, I saw that you can get your own figure now. Oh, yeah, the see. selfie series, buddy. Uh, you best believe I'm gonna be getting a Hall's, Hall's Mandalorian when that comes out this fall. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one and then just using the head on a like on a desert figure. Oh, that's quite the way to get your uh, custom Ajax going, huh? Yeah, right. That's a really good idea. So, um, and, and someone told me that, um, oh, what's his name? John Favreau in Solo. Um, I love him. The little forearm monkey. Oh, um, shit. What is his name? Slim Magoots. Yes, that's him. Uh, he came with some removable goggles, apparently. So, oh, okay. They they did a black series of him. That must have been post me being in, um, into the black series. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. The selfie series. How about um, just more on on current events? That Reva Saber failed. Uh, that's two. That's two Star Wars Haslabs back to back that failed. Oh, dude. I was in the room when they announced it at Celebration. Uh-huh. And it was just like... Uh, like the crowd reaction. There was like... I, I've been there for announcements. I remember when they just said they were bringing back the vintage collection and the crowd went wild. 
Right. Well, what's funny is I remember hearing, I don't know, two or three episodes of you at Comic-Con at the Hasbro panels or whatever. And every time people would be like, when you bring him back the vintage collection, hey, when you bring him back the vintage collection, then it finally happened. But, um, yeah, so it got a really flat, like, like, I guess, um, courtesy clap from uh, in there. So I'm, I'm not surprised. It's just, like, it's nothing against the character. It's just the Sabre, it just didn't, it, like, to me, the layperson, who's still pretty into it, I was like, oh, yeah, another lightsaber. Yeah, it kind of seemed like something that they should have just released, right? Like, they've done, I don't know, maybe a dozen plus of those Black Series lightsabers at this point, you know? Like, I don't know that a HasLab is the appropriate avenue because I don't know if you've noticed this, but, like, the big thing about HasLabs now are, like, the stretch goals. So, like, oh, we if we get this many... Uh, pledges will add in this bonus like um you know with the razor crest i think it was like you know a little grogu figure or an exclusive mando figure for the sail barge it was the carded yak face with the coin and you know i know they've done um some pretty cool like stretch goals with like the marvel stuff that they've done on haslab so what can you do as a stretch goal for the yeah. Rebel lightsaber, right? Like, that that's part of the excitement, I feel. Well, they did say at the panel, they said, there's no stretch goals. We've done, this is everything in it. We don't want to, like, play that game. But I don't think it's the stretch. I just think the actual item isn't, oh. exci- isn't exciting. Like, oh, I it, agree. It, I agree it, 100. It's just, like, when you put the four of them together... Like, um, like sail barge is mind blowing. Yep. Like, like razor crest is mind blowing. Like you're going to make a full size version of this new ship. Oh my God. Sail barge. We have wanted this since 83. Right. Come on. And then bigger rancor is just like, it just sort of looks like a big version of the other rancor. Like it's not, it, it, it's not something that when you see a photo of you're just like, whoa, if you check this out, there has to be a check this out. Yeah. Like, like, like you would show the like your friend that's sort of into it. It's like, oh, check this out, making a razor crest. But if it's just like, oh, they're making a, a rancor that looks like all the other rancors in this photo. Like, it's got to have that sizzle. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like <clears throat> um, since the razor crest, they've been declined, like, like you said, the Rancor is cool. Like, the Rancor would have been one I would have been interested in. I saw that it did not seem like there was any way for it to get backed, so I didn't. And after missing out on the Sail Barge and the Razor Crest, it didn't necessarily really excite me either, you know? So, um, and then the Whoop. Saber was so, like, it's it's so weird, like, you know, I even remember when the Rancor... Um, campaign was going on. Oh, they're coming for you, buddy. Yeah, right. Ajax Citizen. Um, I'm just going to let them pass. I'm going to let that Grand Theft Auto game you're playing in the background <laughs> calm down a little bit. Well, this I'm, I'm sure the street out here is in the game. So. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm sure it is. Um, but I remember, like, even when the Rancor campaign was going on, you would see updates on like social media and Twitter, right? Where people would be like, oh, it's reached this number. You know, we're getting a little closer and these are the things they're going to offer. I didn't see anybody, anybody talking about the Reva or Reva, however you say her name, Reva Saber. And then like, I even forgot that it was a HasLab at all until like yesterday or whatever, when they were like, eh, it didn't get funded. Sorry, guys. I thought it was just a regular pre-order. Yeah, well, I hadn't thought about it again or seen any chatter about it until same as you. Like, I was there for the announcement, but then I didn't hear, like, I I didn't, you know, I haven't been online that much. Right. But still, I I still get to pick up that, like, you work out the the themes of the day when you have a quick look. Right. And, and, um, which is, is quite amusing. Um... 
like that that that, that Tucker Watiti thing about um, directors cuts and stuff. Yep. And it's like people like getting mad about it. Other people are like, "Oh, he's trolling everyone." And then I'm just like, either way, who cares? Like if he doesn't like directors cuts or he's like, I just don't see why he gets so upset about it. I don't either, man. I, you know, um, you know, like like. Even if he's trolling, I, I sort of agree with the notion, especially after seeing his bloody movie. God, it's a bit um, indulgent in the in the quips. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I had... that, that, that was my. It was just sort of like he's just not prepared to take anything seriously. I um I got a similar review to that from our buddy Johnny Grasso today when I was talking to him. So you and Johnny had a a, a similar view on that movie. Um, uh, I'm trying to think there was something that I remember seeing and being like oh I need to bring that up to Steel when we record next and I'm trying to remember what it is and it's not coming to me dang come on Oz I'm trying leaving me hanging mm. um, alright well we should just say while, while you think this is um Hawes calls. Yes, it's uh, it's normally a, a Patreon exclusive, but mm-hmm. I think I think this is one of the ones that goes live. But I haven't I haven't had time to do any podcasts, so I want to make this one. Uh... Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just ninety five bucks, including anti reflective, scratch resistant prescription lenses that block one hundred percent of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. And all access, just so everyone knows that I'm, I'm alive and well, everyone. Hey, it's me. Yes, yes. And I, by the way, buddy, I got to say, uh, the new store looks real slick. Looks real slick, buddy. I appreciate that, but it, it's not to be judged for another about a month and a half. I'm, I'm working on this wall decoration that I think I've shown you mm-hmm. um, progresses of, and it's and, and and I've got a few more little carpentry things that I want to get done. So I um. Um, it, it's a very, um, yeah, I feel very exposed people going in there before it's like, it's my, my, my vision has not yet been completed. Oz. <laughs> yeah. And I know what the final vision is and it's pretty slick. Yeah. It's, um, people, people that have, you know, seen us, um, uh, the, the vibes are high. So after and, and and after working on it um like in secret for six months and going, please let this be good. <laughs> That's like, gotta feel nice. This, this is a long time. I'm also sick of secrets. Um I've got to tell you. <laughs> well, the big one's out. The big one finally came out. I, I still have to commend you for sitting on that for, you know, eight months or whatever it ended up being. Um that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. It w- it was hard, and it was so funny. Um, I did like enjoy the people that I saw again in Melbourne that I saw at Christmas, and as they're asking me questions about it, they realise, "Oh, so you knew about this when we saw you in January?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yep, sure did." <laughs> and buddy, I gotta say, like. Like it rocked my, it's one of those events where it rocked my world so much that I was just thinking back and like, there wasn't even a hint of it. Like anytime we talked, like for the record, I had someone tell me some stuff about Obi-Wan, like behind the scenes stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that I didn't really talk about. Cause that's not the kind of show I do. Right. Like I don't really get into the spoilers thing. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out a lot of it was sort of half right, half wrong. And I remember talking to you about it on the phone and not once do I remember you ever being like, oh, well, 
you know, even a hint of that you might know what's going on. I I remember that, uh-huh. and, and and just sort of listening to what you had to say. Yep, that's what I remember is you were real quiet, and just sort of going, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you played it fucking perfectly, man. <laughs> and then uh, the only thing that I could ever like, and it even at the time I didn't realize what it was a hint about was that picture that we talked about that you posted, and where you're like crazy day at the office can't wait to do it again or whatever and like my dumbass is the first reply on it old fucking you know doesn't realize anything halls is like hey you got a nice beard going on there buddy well i appreciate that you but did. um i i did enjoy posting things like that and just like going oh this is gonna be so good to like go back and retweet <laughs> yeah yeah um yes it's, it, and there's still i got way more i just haven't had time to go through anything but um i've got like way more videos and i've got um all this stuff from celebration like when we uh watched it like all in the room for the first time and, mm-hmm. and you're in that you yep i facetimed you you facetime in um god that seems like a year ago buddy I, does I, it um, ever <laughs> i when i was in uh, melbourne I was working so much that, like, my I began to worry about my body. Like, it was hurting. Ooh. Not not like that I was doing hard work. Like, like, like I wasn't, like, lifting stone. Um, but just the long hours. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, those, um, we, we always have those counterattacks horns. Yes. Mount up. Uh, and I was, I was mounting a counterattack. I was downing, like, I, I, I was just, like, so stressed. I was, like... Let's have two in the morning, two in the evening. And um, I, I need maximum inoculation against weariness. But um, Seemed to work. Yeah, we, we got there. But, um, yeah, so I sort of, um, to rewatch that reaction today, was just like, it was so, like, like sometimes people think, like, I, you know, everyone's different, but, like, oh, you know, if you do the reaction when you watch it the first time, it's sort of, it ruins it or something, but um, I, I find it actually so much more fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and then you sort of get, you get sort of like when you edit it, you like remember your initial response. Mm-hmm. And ah, oh, that was the other thing. I, I sort of like listened to podcasts and that, and people talking about um, you know people being extras on um, on the show. And, you know, some people are like, oh, that would ruin it for me and, like, no. to see behind like that. Nope. Nope. And, yeah, I just found it so much more, like, it was just, like, a total different experience. Yeah, and, and if you really think about it, right, like, what did you have ruined for you about the show or the plot, right? You Not much, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing that is, it's sort of hard to comprehend. Right. That, you know, like even the the actors, like Sweet Name Drop, but when I um, chatted to Emily Swallow the other week Sheesh. at uh, Star Wars Celebration, and, and, you know, she only knew the things that she was doing in the episodes mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and didn't know whether she was, you know, she knew she was alive but never knew whether she was coming back. And, um, which is a, a bait and switch of Star Wars. Cause if you die, there's more likelihood that you will come back. Yeah. Than if you survive. But, um, yeah. So I like, you know, knew a tiny bit about the first episode and I knew that Qui-Gon came back at the end, but most people assumed that anyway. Um, and so, yeah, the, the middle bit was all, um, you know, pretty, um, like even like I'd, I'd heard things anyway, but my actual being there didn't make it like that made it like eight times better. But I did like strike the triple jackpot by being on that big set, mm-hmm. which was like, like it was super real. Like it wasn't like they then just 
you know, like Corey said, they just turn off the volume and it would go white and it would just all disappear. Right. So you got to be on the... So let me ask you this. I haven't gotten to talk to our buddy Corey, like on the phone or anything, just some text here and there and like, you know, text him like, dude, I'm so excited for you and Aubrey and stuff. Was he an alien on Tatooine? Yeah, man. Um, On one of the last days, he was one of those aliens that um, Mandalorian and Bill Bill Burr fought in um, that episode where they're like jumping on the back of the army truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was one of them, right? And when Obi-Wan goes to... um, Leave Tatooine. Yeah, he's walking past. He's getting off the ship um, to meet me. Oh, nice. Going to see his buddy Ajax on Tatooine. Well, I was actually... It wasn't Ajax. It was his brother, uh, Jasper Citizen. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, who I don't believe you ever get to see. But um, Wait, so did you have a a different costume for a different character that we never got to see? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Like, slightly different. I haven't even really thought about it, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, was a, a, I had sort of more of an orange, um, like, cloak. I, I, I should, I haven't had it, like, you only just watched it again there. Oh, actually, no, it's in the other episode. I haven't watched the first episode again. Mm-hmm. It, it's too much. Like, it's it's just, like, like, it's sort of like, I have to be, like, emotionally prepared to do it again. But, um, yeah, I haven't really, um, you know, done the freeze frame, and probably no one else is looking for that costume. But I don't think I'm in it. But it was Hawes. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest things oh, ever no. in my life. Uh-huh. So so I'd, I'd go to meet Corey and then we'd walk off together. And um, he can't see anything out of the his the mask. mask. Oh, my gosh. And he walks like Corey, but he's this alien. And so I would sort of have to, like, redirect me walking to go, because he'd go off course. Mm-hmm. And I would be trying, I'd be holding in the hardest laughter, because I'd just be like, there's Corey stumbling around on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Ewan McGregor. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Because he just walks like Corey. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre. Man. Man, yeah, I and, saw. And, um, and, and, oh, sorry, and that um, spaceport—that's where Boba Fett lands mm-hmm. in the book of Boba Fett. It sure is. So when they landed there, I was like, "Oh my god, it's an Easter egg." That's cool. Yep, no hint. I had no idea. My goodness, I. So what's funny is like I remember. Like, maybe around the time the third episode came out, I remember Corey posting a picture and circling that alien and being like, this guy seems cool. And I was like, what are you talking about, Corey? What are you What are you up to? And then, obviously, you know, now I know. He's always up to something, that dude. Yeah, I saw a couple people being kind of corny about uh, him being in the episode, and... While it wasn't surprising, given the sources, I was like, come on, man. Let somebody have their damn moment. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's sort of like it's not it, – it wasn't some special old mating in or – like no one no one took your spot, buddy. No, no. Uh, um, we just worked out how to um, get a couple of bucks an hour in Hollywood. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, and I've done other ones. I actually had to knock back one today. Oh, really? Yeah. Because um, um, Jackie wouldn't have been around tomorrow to um, pick Harry up. And you can't trust that you're going to finish by a normal hour. So was this for a Star War or no? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um. It was for Night Court, which is, is Night Court coming back? Well, uh, I guess it might be. I guess. Damn. <laughs> is this, is this, am I breaking news here? Is I don't know. Scoop? I don't know, buddy. 
Yeah, I, I was going to be a um, what do they call those things? A juror? No, like a um, like the security, the bailiff. Yes. Ah, oh, man, that would have been pretty sick. So you've Ajax, done a- Ajax bailiff. You've done um, you've done things that are like not Star Wars related, though. You're going to be popping up in other stuff, is what you're telling me. Yeah, but it's so, it's so boring. So it's not like you know the reboot or the the sequel to Lost. Like this. no, no, no. Because um, Steel, Steel, you know how I feel about you, buddy. Right? You know this, right? Like you're my dude. I'm so so happy you're in Star Wars. But if you ended up in Star Wars and Lost, I might have to fight you like the Highlander at that point. Because I don't know what I would do with myself. Wow, that'd be something. That, I, I I could go on the morning um, like chat shows when they're just desperately low in um, <laughs> news. Meet the guy that's in the background of everything. <laughs> I, I, I literally saw someone do an interview in America in on an Australian morning show when I was there, and he was like with Aaron Brockovich and with blah 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 blah. Oh, that's funny. It was so funny. I was like, <laughs> yeah. God. Surely, surely there's more news than this. If in like two years, uh, I see a picture of you and Terry O'Quinn, John Locke hanging out. Buddy. Oh, your mate. Yeah. I said he could be in Star Wars. If I said he can be in Star Wars, he can be in Star Wars. People probably don't get that reference too much. I, um, God, I hope he is. That'd be, uh, that would be epic. But a good guy. Yeah. Uh, he's someone who's just like, I don't want you to be bad. I just want to see you happy and good. Yep. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you suffer too much already, Terry O'Quinn. Mm-hmm. What a dude that Terry O'Quinn, heart of gold, I tell you. Great man, the great man Terry O'Quinn. Um, what else was I just about to? The Corey thing on set was just bonkers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, being an extra, um, when there's not like an amazing space set to search when. Um, you're not filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very boring. Yeah, um, you kind of uh, you kind of got that across where like you just kind of hang out in a tent and maybe go to the bathroom and craft services every now and then, right? Yeah, well, it made me realize like on Star Wars, I didn't realize how much we didn't film because the whole time I was walking around, like I was, mm-hmm. I made a point of like be active. This is like the the clock is ticking, buddy. Right. Let's let's stare, let's memorize, let's like really take it in, soak it up. And so I spent very little time in the tents. But um, on this last one I did, we didn't film for the first six hours and we're in our own clothes, so there was no wardrobe. So oh. um, I spent six hours getting paid to work on stuff for my shop on my laptop. It was awesome. Nice. Nice. But... um. Yeah, it just made me realize. I was like, "Oh yeah, on Star Wars, we really spent a lot of time not filming." Because you know, you got you got to get everyone in to set up the lights and the mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 grips, the gaffers, mm-hmm. All, mm-hmm. all of them, all of them, buddy. Um, so anyway, Hawes, In yeah. conclusion, Obi Wan Kenobi. I felt like it. Um, it had some. Um, so it, sometimes it was visually it, it got let down by a few um you know I, I think of like the vader's fire scene i think of uh that fence that they had to blow up but you could have just walked around <laughs> and um you know a bit of um a bit of uh layer running um i i would have um not had flea in the series me neither i agree it, it was just like it's flea he's grumpy um <laughs> and um yeah, hug, hug Obi-Wan at the end. But apart from that, I um, I went along with it in concept initially, dead against it. Me too. Got to keep, got to keep Ben on Tatooine. But um, they, uh, for, for, from my point of view, um, it was uh, it was pretty well fleshed out. And I loved at the end how they um, explained away the hologram. Not not talking about um, Ben Kenobi like they were old mates. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not necessarily. Refresh me, my dude. 
Well, at the end of um, the episode, she, he goes, if you ever need me, if you ever need an old man's help, I'm there. But for our safety, no one must ever know we've met before or something like that. You're right. I didn't even consider that as like a a nice little Band-Aid on that fact. But that that works for me. I, you, you t- you, you're typing very loud, Hawks. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Um, I, I was just like, I reckon he thinks he's doing this quietly. He's um, not. I'm a very active typer. I type very quickly. Um, so the you're one- like um, you're like Kramer when he was the receptionist on Murphy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the one thing I do want to mention, like, so yeah, we all kind of knew Qui Gon was going to show up. I mean, the minute they mentioned him in the first episode, I was like, well, that's going to pay off. And but I did not. Uh, can I can I correct you there, horse? Yes. I I think we all knew the minute they started not letting people in a certain part of the set very desperately. Uh okay. Well, that, that you that... you were you had some privileged information, my dude. <laughs> um, did not, however, know about old Sheev. And while I think the explanation that you just gave for like Leia and the hologram works really well. I do think it was kind of funny that like their explanation of like, well, why would Vader not just spend the rest of his days looking for Obi-Wan? And the explanation is, uh, she FaceTimed him and was like, Hey man, don't think about that. You got other stuff to do. Okay. So you didn't like that. I liked it. Look, anytime I get to see my dude, Playing Sheev Palpatine, I like it, but I no, did think no, that you didn't buy that as a as a like a, a plot development or an explanation. I don't know. It's even that. It's just that I think it's kind of funny. Like you know what I mean? It, uh, you know what? I, it, I, 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 to be honest, and it's it's rare that um, I'm more complimentary over something like this than you, right? But I thought um, I thought it was pretty brilliant. Okay. I, 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 um, oh, is your internet gone weird or is my internet gone weird? Are you there, Hoss? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sort of went just a little bit far, like, um, I don't know, you, I don't know if you're pulling on your mic or something, but it's sort of, you, you got pulled away from us. Unfortunately. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I thought that, and it's all sort of like your taste and stuff, mm-hmm. but I thought that was pretty spot on. And I thought, right I thought Palpatine's motivation, um, to not get him to do that was really solid because Anakin Skywalker is the one that would go after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, okay. See, Darth, Darth Vader wouldn't. So he doesn't want, Sheev doesn't want to remind, like doesn't want to bring back feelings that are brought up by Anakin Skywalker and Ben Kenobi in Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Because that sort of brings back the old him more. So he wants to do stuff that suppresses his past and is like dedicated purely to um to him. So I, I really I really dug that. Well, buddy, I'm gonna tell you right now, that's the best explanation of that I've heard and, and like I get it. Like hearing it put that way makes a lot of sense to me. So props, basically. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about, I me and Deb talked about that on set, how that'd be a good little sort of, you know, motivation for everyone. Nice, so, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. They could have given yeah. you a writing credit on that last episode, you know? Oh, no, I'm talking about um, Deb that was um, one of the COVID officials. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I thought all the little things like, um, the you know, the hologram explanation. Um, I didn't really care about Luke seeing a lightsaber or not, but he didn't. They they, they got around that mm-hmm. pretty um, spectacularly. I um, agree. And, and again, it was something that it didn't really, um, that wasn't a crux of, uh, of, of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather, to be honest, that he saw the lightsaber, but it was the lightsaber that Darth Vader cut in half in the last episode. 
buddy, I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. And I also can't believe I haven't seen people uh, making a bigger deal about it now that you mentioned that because let one weapon uh, disappear because of an edit and a fight scene and the internet loses their mind. Yeah, but it's easier. They, they got um, they got easier targets mm-hmm. to go for mm-hmm. than that. So um, there you go. But um, yeah, I, I thought um, obviously again very biased. Um, it, it it sort of had some, you know, a bit of fat and a bit of um, you know looseness in the in the framing, but. Um, God, I had a good time, and God, I had a good time in that last episode. I I was really on a on a pretty uh, wild ride. Yeah, man, that last episode, like, so good, man, and like, not just from the writing, which I thought was very strong, but also just like some of the shot choices, especially you know in the scene where um, you see Anakin's face, and then they're like going between the two voices, and the lighting changes and stuff. Ah. Oh. I love the two different voices when the voice thing kicked back in. So um, good. Oh, what about when Darth Vader said, he's no normal Jedi. <laughs> just hearing him say Jedi, I was just like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Um, oh, what about that Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, that face he made? <laughs> Real good. Real good. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's how good it is. <laughs> he, he really sucked on a lemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't, um, you know, I was sort of a bit whatever's about the Rebels uh, Grand Inquisitor, but I kind of liked, um, he was a bit of a shithead. I, I was into him. Uh, a bit. He was definitely a shithead. Like, um, he, when he like leans over into the view of Reva. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the other thing. So much stabbing and leaving. So much. So much. So that that would be a, 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 another gripe. Um, just, just the stab and leave. <laughs> Got it. Let's, come on. Oh, 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 oh. Pause. Yes, sir. We will end on this, my friend. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. At the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Has a chance to kill Anakin Skywalker. Right. <clears throat> but he doesn't. He just walks off. Right. Why not just kill him? Don't answer. Okay. Horse. Yes, sir. Obi-Wan Kenobi, at the end of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Mm -hmm. has the chance to kill Anakin Skywalker, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Right. Why doesn't he? Because of the the lesson about mercy that he gives in the episode before. If Anakin, if Obi-Wan Kenobi did what you'd think he should do and kill Darth Vader at either of those times, it wouldn't have really stopped the Empire. No, absolutely not. The Empire was already established by the time they fight on Mustafar. But by giving in to his mercy... He saves the galaxy. Because then that's the only way that they would have defeated the Emperor. Exactly. is by having the turn. Like, Luke wouldn't have been able to do it by himself. Nope. Maybe they could have got Luke and Leia together. That's a, that's a whole other series of films, Hawes. I'm not willing to go down that path at this time. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I, it sort of just hit me when I was watching it again today. I was like, um, you know, because it's sort of like this thing of like, well, that's twice he didn't kill him. But it's like... It was that that bit of mercy intuition that, that actually saved the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's what allows the Emperor to, to be defeated, like, what is it, like 13, 14 years later or something? 
I, I, I call it the Ashton effect. The Ashton effect. Okay. Like Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. The butterfly effect. Starring uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yes, sorry. Yes. I got confused. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. What a reference, huh? What a reference. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember much about that movie? I remember the poster. I remember not seeing the film. Oh, you never saw the movie? So, like, just real quick, the, the plot of that movie is this guy can change things in time, and it has a butterfly effect, right? So he can go back and change things, but then when he wakes up, the you know everything around him is different because of the butterfly effect. And one of the choices he makes basically turns him into me, and he freaks out when he wakes up. And I was like, come on, man, it ain't that bad. <laughs> That said, if tomorrow you woke up as Ashton Kutcher, you'd be pretty freaked out as well. Oh, buddy. You, I'd be running, man. I'd be punking. I'd be punking, folks. <laughs> I'd be looking for my car. I'd be looking for my car. I'd be doing whippets with, with Demi Moore. Wild times. The wildest. Um, Alrighty, whores. Good times. Great, great Kenobiing. Yes, sir. Um, as uh, we mentioned, it's normally Hawes Cause on the uh, Steel Wars and Blue Harvest Patreon content feed. Yes. But Hawes, you've um, also got your own podcast, Blue Harvest. Did it have last week off by chance? We did. We took what last week off. And this week, as a little bit of sizzle, Will and I are doing our first in-person episode in over a year. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, very excited. Um, well, that's awesome. I loved the one you did with Johnny. That was that was really fun. It was. I thought that was a really good time. The um, yeah, I was so busy, and and because I I'm on I was on Australian time, I couldn't give a thought to when podcast came out because it was just too much. It was too taxing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on my because you know when I'm in America, I'm like you know Friday morning there should be a blue harvest. Let's go right. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't do that because I was, I, I just had too many other like timeline things to coordinate where I was like, I'm just going to let the podcasts come when they may. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought, um, I thought I hadn't seen you pop back up to the top of the feed for a little bit. So thanks for nothing, whores. Hey buddy. You know, you gotta, even Jordan missed a game here and there. You've heard it first. Mm-hmm. Pause Burkhart, the Michael Jordan nah. of Star Wars podcasting. I'm the Vladi Divac of Star Wars podcasting. I do not get that reference. Yeah, most people probably don't, but he was my favorite uh, player for the Lakers back in the day. Got you. Got you. I went to the forum mm-hmm. um, recently to see some wrestling. It was uh, quite a beautiful uh, stadium. Nice. That's awesome. And and very very easy to get in in into like you were sort of like it was like old school where the car park was like just at the edge of the stadium where you go in it was um it was it was quite old school nice yeah um that's it yeah thanks thanks, thanks everyone and may that force be with you see you guys normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.